Welcome to the Unleash Your Voice podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Driuso, performer and creator by nature, voice specialist and leadership coach by day. And I work with entrepreneurs all over the world to help them unleash their voice and step into the leader that they were destined to be. This podcast is an unfiltered look at what it takes to truly own who you are as a leader, unleash your voice, and get your message to the masses. Are you ready to turn up the volume on your dreams, your desires, and your income? Sweet. Let's get started. What is up? What is up, my party people? Welcome to today's episode of the Unleash Your Voice podcast. Now, I've been getting a ton of questions from you guys on my Instagram. If you don't follow me already, it's at Danny Driuso, D-A-N-I-D-R-I-U-S-S-O, kind of like Danny DeVito, but way cuter, same amount of body hair, but just like a lot cuter, I would say. Probably same height as well, right? So very similar, but a little bit different, a little bit more unique than that, you know? And I've been getting a ton of questions because once in a while, what I'll do is I'll post a little question thread for you guys and I'll say, ask me anything, or what do you guys want to hear more about about this? Or I just love asking you guys what you want more of from me so that I can really serve you guys in the best possible way and really help guide you guys through the journey of owning the fuck out of who you are and every level of your life, your business, and your relationships. So here's the dealio. I get this question so much and I haven't done this in a hot second. I thought, you know, why not? Today's the day. I got the question again in my inbox this morning and I have some time before I jump on a call with the team that is helping me get this book into your hands. If you don't know this already, I'm writing a choose your own adventure personal development book called get off your ass and into your life already. It's open for pre-order. You get a mastermind with the pre-order. So everyone who enrolls in the mastermind gets a signed copy of my book, as well as an ebook copy, as well as all the exclusive content that will not be in the final draft of the book, but you get it all in the group. And you also get live calls with me, which is super exciting. And I'm in there all the time. And it's a killer deal because working with me privately is a hefty sum of money. So if you've always wanted to work with me, you just want to dip your toes into the work, you're not ready to go super deep yet, this is for you because you get my perspective on all aspects of life, business relationships. And also cool part is you guys get exclusive content. You guys get to know when the book launches official dates. You get it first before anyone else. You guys get the behind the scenes. You guys get to be a part of the experience. It's called the experience. It's so good. DanielleDrusa.com slash experience. But anyways, that's not the point of why I'm doing this <laughs> today. I'm just like super jazzed on life. If you haven't noticed, I fucking love what I do. And if you haven't noticed, I love everything that I am sharing with you guys. And I am in very high integrity with the work that I put out in the world. I am not going to put out anything that I don't feel 120 million percent behind or proud of. And this was not always the case. And I'm going to go into a little bit of behind the scenes because the questions that I always get asked are what is your training in this? Like, how did you get involved in this? Like, how do you teach on what you're teaching on now? Did it always look like that? Are you fully employed in your business? Um, was it always that way? How did the journey come about and all that stuff? But one of the really cool things is that now I can truly say, and I couldn't always say this, I could say it, but it would be bullshit. But 
I am 110 million percent behind what I do and behind what I teach on and behind what I share. And I didn't know that I wasn't before. I always felt very like, yeah, of course I'm behind it. Like I sell it. I know what's in it. It's really good content, all that stuff. But there was a disconnect. It was like I was doing it for the monetary result. It was all about how much money can I make? It was all about how much money can I make in a month? It was all about pretty much this like, like whose dick is the biggest online like thing that happens with entrepreneurs where it's like, Hey everyone, whip yours out. Show me your receipts. Show me your bank receipts. Show me how much you're making in this launch. Like that indicates how good of a coach you are. So that's what I was focused on. But the meat of what I was teaching on, I was, wasn't really connected to, it was still really good content and still in my client vault. Like everyone who works with me privately gets access to since the very beginning, the first ever program that I launched, they get access to that to anything that I've created recently, plus in-person events, plus my VIP days, plus in-person workshops, all that stuff, right? They get it all, plus unlimited access to me and like private coaching, right? So it's really, really a steal of a deal, right? It's a steal of a deal. I just had an affirmation come up on my computer, by the way, guys. It says, I'm a ballsy motherfucker. That's my favorite affirmation. Okay. But moral of the story, I wasn't always behind my work in the way that I am now. It was very surface level. It was very, I'm going to sell this to get a monetary result. I'm going to sell this in order to be able to fly around the world and be able to have this digital nomad lifestyle that I realized is not for me. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. So let's go to the very beginning. Okay. Here's me quitting my job. Okay. (laughs) So let's talk about that. Let's talk about me quitting my job, going full-time in my business. That happened about two years ago. So exciting. You can actually listen to the episode right when I quit my job. That was the first episode of the podcast. Okay. This podcast used to be called passion to paycheck. I never deleted anything. Why? Because, and I never recreated the podcast either. So I wasn't like, okay, we're going to have one podcast of the old Danny and then one podcast of the new Danny. I don't believe in that. I feel like you get to be fluid. You get to be growing at all times. You get to change your mind and shift and, and become different parts of you and allow different parts of you to poke through and shine through. And then you get to be the fullest expression of yourself, but you don't get to be the fullest expression of you unless you play with these different facets of who you are. So I don't delete anything. I have videos that are like my very first live streams up on my page. You can scroll back on my Instagram to whenever I started the Instagram, right? Like I don't delete a lot of stuff at all. If I do delete it, it's probably mainly because I have such a change of heart about a belief that I'm like, this isn't even me anymore. And not to the point where I'm like, oh, okay. Like this isn't me right now. It's like the only time I'll delete something is if it feels totally out of integrity with who I am. And it was based off of a belief system that wasn't even mine. And it was like projected onto me. Then I'll delete something because I'm like, "Mm, this is insensitive or this is this or holy. I didn't even realize this whole other aspect of what this thing is. I'm going to delete that. And I don't believe in it at all anymore. And I never really believed in it type of deal. Right. That's the only time that I will delete stuff. Right. But you can go to the very beginning episode where I talk about quitting my job. And essentially, if you want to know the behind the scenes of how I got into this work in the first place, 
I had been on the stage since I was about eight years old. I came right out of the womb, jazz hands first. I remember writing in grade one. I actually have a sheet of paper that says, what do you want to be when you grow up? And it says actor and makeup artist. And I did both. So I went directly into drama camps. I went directly to anything on the stage I was obsessed with. I was obsessed with film. I was obsessed with all things performance from a very young age. My dad was a musician. I remember walking up to my dad when I was about eight years old and saying, dad, I want an agent. And he said, I'll be your agent, sweetie. And clearly we know how that worked out because I'm not a child star. So (laughs) when I was 18, I went through all the advanced acting classes. I would skip math class to stay in the theater and make props. I would do whatever I could to pursue my dreams within this box that people gave me. And then I went to university for acting. When I was 18, I got myself an agent. Um, I started doing film work. And then to pay the bills in between my auditions and in between school, I got a job as a makeup artist. I learned a little bit of special effects makeup in school and I ran with it. So I was teaching special effects makeup. I was teaching acting. I was going to school for acting. I was going to school for voice. I was going to school for performance. I was doing all the things and I had been programmed in this industry of performance since I was about eight years old. And I had been programmed with all these beliefs of what to do and what not to do so you'll get the job, right? So you go on audition after audition after audition, and every single time you ask for feedback. And if you're a keener like me, you need to get straight A's through acting school or else you'll cry in your car, right? Or you need to get cast in the plays or else you'll cry in your car. And every single time that I heard no, I would say, okay, what was wrong? Let me fix it, right? right? What was wrong? Let me shift it. I just wanted so badly to succeed. So I would take people's advice and all that stuff. And it's so funny because thinking of it now, the advice that I would get would be like, just slow down in your words, right? That would be the feedback that I got. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'll do that. And next time I'll for sure get the gig, right? When in reality, the answer to that question might not have been that. It might not have been, it might have been that I wasn't right for the role, that my ethnicity was off, that I just wasn't tall enough or something completely and totally subjective that they wouldn't flat out tell me was the reason that I didn't get cast or that they found some that someone that was more suited to the role and they were just so like not wanting to be that person to tell you why you didn't get it right but you're searching so strongly for closure it's like a relationship you, when the relationship ends you're like tell me what I did wrong I need closure I need to know what was wrong and the person on the other end is like uh I don't really know what was wrong either it just wasn't right but I'm going to make up this thing to tell you that you did wrong or that that was wrong in the relationship so that I can kind of like not have to talk about this anymore. And you take that on and you make it mean everything about who you are. And if you don't get closure, you obsess about what was wrong and you obsess about what, what the problem was and how you messed it up and blah, 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 blah. Right. It was the same after every single audition and even in acting classes, right? Like you go up amongst your peers and you put your heart on the floor, essentially on this monologue that you've worked hours and hours and hours on. And you sit there while everyone criticizes you, right? Like that is art school guys. Congratulations. That's art school. And I just started to really develop this people pleasing that was already super deep seated because I was the youngest kid in my, in my family. And I came from a very football based family. So I was not athletic, which made me feel like, okay, so my brother is like super prided on being the super athletic beast. And we go to all these football games and we go to these awards things and stuff like that. But me being a part of this dance thing and going to this dance recital feels like uh, 
it's taking away from the family. So I don't know how to be as loved or as accepted or as celebrated as this other person who I can't compete with. Right. So I just can't compete with them. So I stayed in my own lane and I really focused on mastering my own energy within acting, but I always had this lingering people pleasing going on the entire time because if I can't succeed at sports, I have to succeed at this. I have to be the best at this. Right. So that's what was going on behind the scenes in my head. And so I did anything for love and affection. I changed every part of who I was in high school. I changed every part of who I was for boys, for friends to like me. I would try so hard to just like be the best. Or if someone said I was too cocky, I would try to like humble it down. If someone said that I was too quiet, I'd be louder. If someone shushed me because I was loud, I would try to be quieter. I would try to censor myself around people, anything to get liked, right? And I started doing this in auditions and I started doing this on first dates and I started doing this whenever I could around in-laws or whatever. It just, I was always censoring who I was and I mastered becoming other people. And it's so funny because I say I mastered becoming every like other people to the point where I mastered every other person except for myself. And I got a degree in that. (laughs) Like I literally have a degree in being other people and mastering how other people move and other people think and other people show up to their life. And a lot of people don't know this. If you haven't taken an acting class, you wouldn't know this. But a lot of acting is studying how people see the world and studying how people show up to their life and studying how humans get what they want and tactics that they use to get what they want and how to really manipulate people's drive as humans and like get what you want from someone else. And that's like really what acting is. If someone always wants something in a scene and it's like, how do you get that? And then you study how people's brain works and how someone's like physicality is and how their energy is and how their voice sounds and how their voice feels and all that stuff. It's literally putting yourself into someone else's body and mastering that, right? Like that is literally what it is. It's so weird, but I fucking love it. And I was so blessed to do special effects makeup and mask work too, which is something I love, which is like creating masks. And I use a lot of that stuff that I learned, even clowning I did too at the International Children's Festival for three years in a row. And not like birthday clowning, like boo, 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 but like clowning in the aspect of they say clowning is the smallest mask. And so when you have this clown nose on, you can do whatever the fuck you want. And you can like, like just be chaotic and disruptive and no one can say anything because you're a clown. And I remember having a clown nose on and going into traffic and stopping traffic, which is hilarious. And it would stop traffic. And this is at the children's festival. And I would be like, what are you doing? Like, I'm a clown. I have no authority here, but people would just listen to me, even though I literally was a clown running around the grounds downtown and it's like stopping traffic with a clown nose on and people would listen to me, but like, I'm a clown. So it was so funny. And I actually use a lot of the work that I was taught in acting and theater and clowning and mask work and all that stuff to really show people how powerful they really are and how they can be playful and disruptive and hilarious. And I took improv too, so they can like show up fully expressed in who they are and they can be funny, but also serious and also they can play in their lives and play in their business and be wildly successful. And that's like the premise of what I do and what I teach. And a lot of it comes from my background in theater and my life of mastering how to be other people and then finally coming back home to who I am, right? And so I took voice throughout university. And I remember a professor telling me in university, she said, Danielle, you know, you're not using this acting work like a regular actor. And I was like, what? What are you talking about, right? 
She said, you're using this in a different way. You're using this to like for like therapy almost. And I was distraught in my head. I thought, oh my God, this means something's wrong with me. Um, and I just got really weird about it. And I just tried to close that part of me off and I tried to just do whatever I could to just like do the things, right? Just to like get the A, master what I was teaching, master what I was doing and just be an actor, right? And that's all I wanted is to be an actor in the industry and tell people stories. And I also took playwriting, which is why I fucking love content and sharing your voice through content because it's like mastering someone else's voice is like being able to hear their voice and take it out and be able to put it in the written word. That's like essentially playwriting, right? And then to be able to read it and perform it and feel that person's voice throughout the script, like that is so powerful. And I also took all these different things that helped me master business. But at the time I was just like, I want to be an actor. So I graduate university and I go and I did an internship with a children's theater company that I still sometimes will be a residency artist for. So I'll go in and teach sometimes for them as well. But I did an internship with them while I was doing special effects makeup, while I was doing um, any freelance work that I could get. And I was working over 55 hours a week. I was working nine to five and then five to nine every single day, almost every day. And then I was working weekends, nine hour shifts. And then I was working on holidays, nine hour shifts in retail for a major makeup brand. And then I was also doing whatever I could after hours to make more money. So I was teaching, I was doing some um, voice teaching, I was doing some acting teaching, I was going back to my old high school and facilitating workshops there. I was doing all these things, right? And then I remember sitting on the other side of an audition table while these actors came in. And one after one, after one, these actors would show up and they would just completely drop every part of who they were the minute they walked in the room, they would perform. And then they would go back to being completely neutral and leave the room. And you could feel the energy of, please let me just get this job. Or this energy of, I worked so hard on this. Or this energy of, I have four different auditions today and I just like need you to tell me that I'm good enough because I have four other auditions today and I need one of these jobs or else I won't eat, right? Or else I'll have to serve tables for the rest of my life or whatever. And a lot of these people were just so disconnected from themselves and I could feel it and I could hear it and I could sense it in their voice and in how their body moved and how they showed up to the work that they were doing. And it was just wild to me. And also fun fact, I didn't know this for the longest time, but I, I've also had this gift of like reading voices where when someone goes up and performs, I always would just know what was really going on. So I find it really hard to see live theater, um, because I can feel the person's speaking and I can feel what they're thinking and I can feel what's going on underneath the surface, right? So I would see my friends go up and perform and I'd be like, wow, they're really concerned about like their family life right now. Like that's interesting to me that they're doing this scene in King Lear or whatever, but like I can hear them like they're not actually in this scene right now. So much other stuff is happening underneath the surface. And so when I coached people, I would coach them through like being able to do all like do all the inner work to stand strong and confidently in who they were so that they could perform at their optimal level. And so that's what I really was obsessed with. I didn't know at the time that that's what I was doing, but I just knew that it was like something that just came supernaturally to me and I would be very weirded out when other people couldn't do it. And I was like, how could you not do this? It's super easy, right? So that's how you know you're in your lane when things are just super easy for you. So I go and I'm like doing all this stuff and I just remember sitting behind that audition desk being like, what is my life? Is this really what I want to do for the rest of my life? And at the time I had this managing director that was just 
awful to me, very triggered by my personality, very in this sense of control as a leader and just like very codependent. And I saw all these different traits that were happening in the leadership that made me feel like shit, made other people feel like shit. And I just was like, there's a different way. And if I can't change that person, I'm going to go ahead and I am going to see what I can do to be the best leader that I can be. And so I started listening to podcasts while I was at this internship and I started doing all these things that I ended up being a health coach first. So I was doing all these things, right? All these jobs. And then I started health coaching online and I was working on health coaching on my lunch breaks and I was doing anything that I could to get by and pay my bills, right? Like that, that was my main goal is just to get by, pay my bills. And so I started building out this health coaching, which turned into body and body image and life coaching and self-confidence coaching. And this is like over the promise of like a year during my internship and then a little bit after. So then November of 2016, I think, 2016, 2017, uh, I can't remember, but a couple of years ago in November, I was like, I'm going to quit my job. Like I'm done. And I was, I was done the internship. I was done teaching. I was just working full time as a makeup artist. Okay. And I was like, I'm done with this. This is what I really want to do. And I want to see what I can do with it. And so I, within six months, I started teaching on content. I started teaching on strategy. And I started teaching on the business end of things on like how to sign clients from your marketing in the way that was like how to connect with your audience and how to talk, speak through your content so people can feel you and connect with you, right? Same shit that I'm teaching on now. But back then it was like passion to paycheck, which is one of the courses that... I actually still have a lot of my clients just get it. I took it off my site. If you really want to be in on that course, message me. It's completely off my site right now, but you can take it as a self-study course. And it was essentially like how to go from zero to being booked with clients and like actually having a business of your dreams. And it's like behind the scenes of how I started my business, behind the scenes of how I built my business, all that stuff at that time in the moment while I was doing it. And so I launched that course. I had my first 8K month. I was like balling. I went to Cuba with my boyfriend. And then I just was like, I'm going to travel for the rest of the year, do whatever I can. I ended up ending a couple months after that. My The four-year relationship with that guy ended. And it was a very serious relationship. It was like, I'm going to marry this man. That ended. I did a whole eat, pray, love thing where I was like, fuck this. I'm worth more. I know what I want to do with my life. Right. And so I've already quit my job at the time. So I sent my resignation in when I got my 8K month, I put my resignation in and I was like, I'm done with this. Right. And that's 8K I got in cash. I believe that month. Yes. In cash that month. And then the rest was sales coming in for the next few months. So I knew I had enough money for the next few months to like quit my job. That's what I, I was like, done. Payment plans are coming in. If everything goes as planned, I'll be fine. So I quit my job, handed my resignation, my, and I got the tattoos on my forearms that say, let go and let God. So that was like two hours after I quit my job. I got those. <laughs> I just went into like, it went into a tattoo shop, shop and I was like, this is the day I need to do this. Right. So come back from Cuba, quit my job. Then a couple months later, we end a relationship. I go to a retreat in Sedona. I end up getting the tattoo on the back of my fore or back of my bicep, my left bicep, which is half the Red Rock, half the Rocky Mountains, because I live in Calgary, Alberta, and um, like a triangle around it, super cute. But I got that like an hour before I boarded the flight to come back. But at the time, I was like coaching basically on passion to paycheck. I had just started my podcast. I was doing whatever I could 
to be successful in this like digital nomad life that I thought was the life that I wanted. And so I traveled so much that year. I went to Bali. I went to, so this is like last year now, right? So like 2018, it was me going to Bali. It was me going to Sedona. It was me going to Nordic Alberta, which is like deep in the mountains. It was me traveling to, oh my God, I went so many places. Victoria, which is in Canada. Where else did I go? Victoria. Oh, I went to Orlando. I went to a business retreat. And at the time I was teaching just on passion to paycheck. That that was like my number one thing that I was teaching on. Then I go to this business retreat in Orlando. This is the Sparknotes version. My mentor at the time, my business mentor, tells me to do a voice workshop for these like super high earners. And I was like, we don't talk about how I do that stuff, right? I just do just content. I just do strategy. And she's like, just do it. Go and show people like you can read voices, show people. So I was like, okay. So I showed everyone. I did like a voice workshop and people were crying. Someone threw up because they were holding a lot of energy in their solar plexus. They're fine. They were fine. But it was just like they had so much energy, so much tension, so much anxiety that they literally released that it came out on a physical level. Super funny story though. Um, people were crying. People were like, you changed my life. I got messages months later by all these people who I really, really, really loved and adored and appreciated. Some were like, I want to hire you for retreats. Some were like, um, you changed my life. Now I can finally ask my husband what I want in our relationship. Like just amazing things. And it was just wild to watch these things grow and like this thing evolve. And it was just amazing to watch, Right. So I started to kind of teach on voice, started to kind of teach, kind of be loud about what I really taught on, what I really believed. Then February of 2018, I changed my entire business. I was like, fuck it. This is what I really want to do. I feel the happiest when I'm speaking on stage and I've been lived my whole life on stage. I'm done with just sitting behind a computer and talking to people just on FaceTime all day long. Like I want to meet people in person. I want to see people in person. So after that, I hosted my Unleash Your Voice retreat. A bunch of people came. They flew like so long. A lot of people flew from the States to come to the mountains to do voice work with me and their businesses blew up, which was super cool to watch. I did the unplugged workshop here in Calgary. I got epic feedback. I started working with people more on voice and confidence and leadership and owning the fuck out of who they were. And then I started getting speaking gigs and it was like, boom, all of a sudden I was getting speaking gigs. And the, my first speaking gig, I was nervous because I had all these expectations in the back of my head of what, because a lot of voice coaches are people who are actors in the community who teach people how to publicly speak. And there's so many fucking rules. And I was like, I'm done with these rules. This is not how I want to teach. This is not how I want to show up. I don't want to tell you who to be. I want you to release the emotional resistance in your body so that you can speak with potency, clarity, and confidence. And that's really where it is. Because if you have emotional tension and physical tension within your voice, that means you're backspacing on your posts before you post them. Or you are really, really unsure of yourself before you go on stage. So you start to stutter or start to need... um, a teleprompter or else you don't know what you're saying or all those things are just reflections of what's going on inside, what's going on in your brain and all, all the beliefs that are holding you back from actually just showing up fully expressed in who you are. Right. And a lot of the times the entrepreneurs that I've worked with who have struggling, who have been struggling with content or they feel like they don't know what to say, or they feel like they have limited content ideas or they can't get gigs speaking or They feel like when they do go speak, no one's listening and everyone's on their phones or whatever, all these things, or they feel like they have to compete for the audience's attention. All that shit, some workshops, 
some voice teachers will be like, well, this is how you need to speak in order to get people to listen. And I'm like, that's bullshit. It's not about how you speak. It's not about how your voice sounds. It's not about any of that shit. It's about the confidence in yourself, the clarity in who you are and knowing your shit and knowing yourself. Your energy enters a room before you even enter the room. And you need to captivate that audience before you even get in that room. And when you do, and when you are grounded in your energy, you are motherfucking magnetic and people cannot help but to be magnetized to your work and be able to be like, holy shit, we have to listen right now because this person is so grounded and they know their shit. I want to listen versus like a really long wedding speech where they're trying to like over explain how they know the bride. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's the difference. That's the shift. And so I really started to be like, this is what I meant to do. And ever since then, it's been like speaking gig after speaking gig after speaking gig has just been booked up. A lot of people have asked me to come in and teach within their work, right? So my friends who have masterminds have been like, hey, can I pay you to come in and do a workshop within my work? And they're really amazing, epic people online. Then I have a lot of people who are like, come speak at my retreat, come speak at my summit, which is super fun. And I've spoken at some major conferences here in Canada. Um, I'm speaking at some really epic events in the next year that are so exciting and so amazing. And also I've gone into schools and taught a lot this year and done more in-person stuff this year. And recently I actually got um, pulled on to be a consultant for a non-for-profit that I'm on the board of and being a paid consultant to work with emerging leaders on a national and regional level, which is super fucking exciting. So that's really good. That's also happening in the works. I can't share too much information about that, but if you were watching my Instagram stories the other day, you know a little bit more about that, (laughs) but so exciting. So now it's like, I get to do all these things. I get to be all of it. I get to learn about things that I want to learn about. People are flying me to go learn at workshops. People are paying me to come speak at their events. Like it's just, it's a whole nother shift. And then also I get to be a private coach and I also do get to do private coaching. And then also I get to do digital courses. And I realized that the whole just digital course life was not for me because I love being in my work. I love expressing. I love meeting people face-to-face, screen-to-screen. I like being in person with people. I like speaking in front of rooms. I love that shit. And that's the best part about being able to shift into your lane and learn more about yourself. It's like you will realize, oh, I like this and I don't like this. I like this and I don't like this. And I consider myself an extrovert introvert-ish because I need downtime. If I go speak at an event... I need like three days to recoup just for me. I'm writing this book and I hermit half the time and I go speak on live half the time, right? I am speaking at events, but I also really love speaking one-on-one with my clients, just like Skype to Skype, right? I love working with the team, but I also am very much solo. And here's the thing is I feel like you can be introverted and extroverted in different times in different areas. You're not categorized as this is you and that's all you can be. You are fluid. You are made of water. You get to be motherfucking all of it, okay? You get to be all of it. You get to be the fullest expression of you. You get to be every part of who you are and then some. And it's every part of you is just fucking perfect. It's just perfect. Okay. I have to go. I love you guys so much. I have to go get on a call (laughs) and share the chapters that I have been writing on today, which is so exciting. I shared a little bit of a sneak peek on Instagram, which is why you got to be following me, okay? Okay. But if you guys have questions, go ahead and you can email danny at daniellejerusa.com. If you want to be in on, in on the experience group, go to daniellejerusa.com slash experience. If you want to work with me privately, I have spots available right now to open 
open to work with me privately, message me ASAP for those because they are going to go quick. Okay. Okay. So message me for those. Um, then I'll send you an application. You can also just fill out the application at daniellejerusa.com slash one, the number on one, the number. And you can also message me on Facebook to figure out what's, what's a happening with that. And I can send you the, um, application directly. Okay. I love you guys so much. Kick ass, take names, change the world. You're fabulous. Stop being so secretive about it. And thanks for hanging out with me on this epic, epic Thursday. What is up, friends? Thank you so much for hanging out with me on this week's episode of the Unleash Your Voice podcast. As promised, all your goodies are in the show notes below. So you can go ahead and swipe up and claim those. That's where all the information is on where you can find me, all the resources on my website, all the juicy, juicy info, where to find me on Instagram and all that fun things. Also, if we had a guest in this episode, you can bet your bottom dollar that I put all their juicy details below as well. So go ahead and swipe up and claim those. If you've got a friend where you're like, oh my God, they need this episode in their life, please, please, please share it with your humans. I want to get this work and these amazing epic guests and this podcast to as many human beings as physically possible so we can continue to unleash our voice and get really unfiltered up in this bitch. Okay. So go ahead, share with your friends, tag me on Instagram. If you want to share a screenshot of the show and you know what sharing is really, truly caring. So go ahead, go forth, multiply, share this with your friends. And I can't wait to see you on the next episode of the unleash your voice podcast. Until next time, go be bold, be bright, be you. You're fabulous. Stop being so goddamn secretive about it. I love you guys so much. Later, Gators.